Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things we ought to have done, and we have done those things we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises, declare unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 7 on page 349. O Lord my God, in thee have I put my trust. Save me for all them that persecute me and deliver me. Least he devour my soul like a lion, and tear it in pieces while there is none to help. O Lord my God, if I have done any such thing, or if there be any wickedness in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that dealt friendly with me, yea, I have delivered him that without any cause is mine enemy. Then let mine enemy persecute my soul and take me. Yea, let him tread my life down upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. Stand up, O Lord, in thy wrath, and lift up thyself. Because of the indignation of mine enemies, arise up for me in the judgment that thou hast commanded. And so shall the congregation of the peoples come about thee. For their sakes, therefore, lift up thyself again. The Lord shall judge the people. Give sentence with me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, and according to the innocency that is in me. O let the wickedness of the ungodly come to an end, but guide thou the just. For the righteous God trieth the very hearts and reigns. My help cometh of God who preserveth them that are true of heart. God is a righteous judge, strong and patient, and God is provoked every day. If a man will not turn, he will wet his sword. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the per persecutors. Behold, the ungodly travaileth with iniquity. He hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. He hath graven and dig up a pit. 
and has fallen himself into the destruction that he made for other. For his travail shall come upon his own head, and his wickedness shall fall on his own pate. I will give thanks unto the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will praise the name of the Lord Most High. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Beginneth the third chapter of the book of Job. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job spoke and said, May the day perish on which I was born, and the night in which it was said, A male child is conceived. May that day be darkness. May God above not seek it, nor the light shine upon it. May darkness and the shadow of death claim it. May a cloud settle on it. May the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, may darkness seize it. May it not rejoice among the days of the year. May it not come into the number of the months. Oh, may that night be barren. Oh, no joyful shout come unto it. May those curse it who curse the day, those who are ready to arouse Leviathan. May the stars of its morning be dark. May it look for light, but have none, and not see the dawning of the day, because it did not shut up the doors of my mother's womb, nor hide sorrow from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I came from the womb? Why did the knees receive me, or why the breast that I should nurse? For now I would have lain still and been quiet. I would have been asleep. Then I would have been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth, who built ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver. Or why was I not hidden like a stillborn child, like infants who never saw light. There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners rest together. They do not hear the voice of the oppressor. The small and great are there, and the servant is free from his master. Why is light given to him who is in misery, and life to the bitter of soul, who long for death, but it does not come? and search for it more than hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly, and are glad when they can find the grave. Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden, and whom God has hedged in? For my sign comes before I eat, and my groanings pour out like water. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced, spirit in, God, hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath for regarded he hath the lowliness of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth so all generations shall call me blessed. Call me For blessed. he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud, the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seat, 
and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy at hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. At that time Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain to, and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him? how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Yet I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? That they might accuse him. Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep? And if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, would not lay hold of it and lift it out. Of how much more value, then, is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. 
and do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us, and make us continually to be given to all good works, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. <clears throat> There's not a lot we can really talk about in our our chapter tonight from Job, as it's much more of uh, something for us to meditate on and to think on as it's his cursing of the day he was born and this the depth of his emotions and his the turmoil that he's feeling is is really what it we are being witness to here he's been left to not just desire death, but to actually lament his entire existence. And it's something that, you know, something that we can identify with. It's a very, very true and real emotional turmoil that we can understand and, and, and empathize with. But at the same time, we have to ask ourselves the question that, you know, in the previous chapter, his his wife told him he might as well just curse God and die. And so we have to ask the question is, is his cursing of the day he was born in effect questioning God? Is it, is his, his turmoil here affecting his faith in God? And it's an interesting question for us to ponder. And where does lamentation and our questioning of God and our reaching out to God become accusatory? When do we start to, you know, reach that level? And so it's something, you know, for us to ponder here. But, you know, for the time being, we just have to keep this in our, our thoughts and our hearts as we ponder these things. And realize that the questions that we all ask about the things that we go through life, through in life, the troubles that we encounter, our struggles, our our pains and sufferings, are not unique to us, and we can find evidence of that in things like Job. Now, turning to our our New Testament lesson, you know, obviously, in one respect, Jesus is calling out the religious authorities of the day and the culture that has developed around it about this hyper vigilance about the law 
about holding the, the Sabbath sacred so much so that they would even question picking grains off of, off of the wheat or that it's even a question of whether it's okay to heal somebody here. And so we should obviously see that as, as a rebuke of taking religion as a not the point of what God is trying to say to us and taking this hyper vigilant look at the letter of the law and trying to parse things out. And we can see that often is as in our own times where we get to, to start to worry about things like faith versus works and these things. And Jesus is making the point that you have to keep your, your, eye on the prize, if you will. You have to keep your relationship with God. And all of these struggles about the letter of the law sort of fade away when you're always in that right relationship with God. But at the same time, there's something, uh, this, this episode highlights something else that we should take into account. And that is his, his mentioning of the story of David eating the showbread. And we have the benefit of having read through first and second Samuel recently in morning prayer. And so this is not just a, uh, a story saying that David did this thing at one time. We have the, the, the privilege of reading the, the entirety of David's story. And as such, we can see the connection here between that, Jesus is drawing the parallel between him and David. Like David, who was anointed king and then proceeded to be chased around by Saul, who actually held the, the, the throne, he was every, David was every bit the king and it was acting kingly at all the times. He was the anointed king, even though he was not recognized as such by the powers that be. Likewise, Jesus is, in essence, anointed at his baptism. And he, even now, he is king of the earth, of all creation at this time. And the religious leaders of the time don't see it. They do not recognize that someone greater than the temple is there. He is the king of everything, doing these wondrous works. And yet they don't recognize him, just as in David's time, Saul and his crew did not recognize that David had usurped him. And so this is what Jesus is drawing upon here and making the point that they are essentially blind to who he truly is and what he is doing and that they have not signed on and not become a part of this marvelous thing that's going on. They are actually in opposition to it. So just some things to keep in mind. We'll continue with our intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all authority over us, 
and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday night and great start to your week. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good evening. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Thank, Thank you. you.